my great joy to introduce to you the three musketeers hailing from the land of remote work. We have Marissa, career coach and queen of all. We have Jeff, our sassy SEO shaman. And we have Diego, who has spent his 20s building a community of remote working lunatics. Sure, these folks are going to be the people that will get you beach commute ready. And they'll do it in the most exciting way possible. So, happy listening. Hello, welcome to the Digital Nomad Experts podcast. You've got Marissa and Diego here today. What's up, Diego? Hey, hey, how's it going? <laughs> it is good on my end. It's interesting on your end. We're going <laughs> to chat. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. It went from really good to interesting. So <laughs> for you guys listening today, uh, Diego is in Cape Town in South Africa, where you've been for, how, has it been like a month plus? How long have you been there now? Uh, it's felt like three years, but no, it's it's been, uh, <laughs> I'd say probably about six weeks at this point. Six weeks and yeah. nomad time. You've had like six years of experience. Yeah. So that's, that's fair <laughs> to feel. It's one of the, the joys of nomad life. You feel like you live like 10 lives in every month. But um, we are here today. Originally, we wanted to just record this podcast episode all about um, South Africa because Diego is loving living in Cape Town so much. And then the past couple of weeks, um, we've had some different COVID information really South Africa being the hot spot of this. So today you're going to get a combination of what it's been like for Diego to live in South Africa, why he's loved Cape Town so much as a digital nomad, and then also just the realities of COVID in South Africa right now. So anything else to share just with the intro before we dig in, Diego? No, I, th- I think that's perfect. I mean, it's it's been very interesting to be here at this, at this time, right, when everything's blowing up again in, in South Africa. So yeah, just a, a, I think a cool experience to be able to to share. Well, cool. Um, that part potentially is <laughs> probably not the right way to describe it, but an interesting experience to be able to share. And from my side, also the first time that I've actually been able to be in in South Africa, and we've been meaning to co- come here for what now the last three four years. Um, everybody raves about it, and it's yeah, it's just always a place where people say once they go there, they always want to come back. Um, so it's it's built up an amazing reputation for itself. Um, we just never managed to make it down, partially because of COVID. And then ironically, when we did finally make it down, well, um, I guess we'll get into that whole part of the story in a second. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to think about this episode almost as in two parts, even though I think it will be one. But let's start with um, before COVID re-emerged there in such an intense way and before everything started happening, you were there for several weeks um, before that. And you were telling Jeff and I just how much you've been loving it. And again, like you said, so many nomads rave about Cape Town and you finally got there for the first time. And it's a place I was supposed to go in January, um, looking like maybe that won't be the case. But can you start with why do digital nomads love Cape Town so much? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big broad question. We can break it into a couple different things, but as well, if you could say like, what's the bird's eye view, and then we'll kind of get into the nitty gritty. For sure. For sure. So if you're kind of trying to get sort of the, the, the big picture of what Cape Town is all about, it it's a, a very comfortable um, city in a way that you have access to yeah, just all of the things that you're that you're looking for, just from a lifestyle perspective. You're close to the beach. There's a lot of sort of nature around you. Lots of opportunities to hike and get out into um, into adventures and that. Um, food is amazing there. You've got easy access to to cafes and yeah, just just a you know a bigger 
um, well-developed city as well. So you'll find all those things that you that you might want from a city. But then at the same time, it's just when you do get the chance to then go out over the weekends and explore things, it's it's incredible. It is one of the most beautiful places that I've ever been to for sure. Wow, that's a big statement. Yeah, I mean, and it's been a while. We've been, we've been traveling around for a while. Um, so yeah. to be able to say that, yeah. Yeah, 100%, wow. 100%. And, I, and I'm not saying that lightly. Um, I'm very well, well aware of that. Like it's it's to the point where we've been saying, um, you know, my girlfriend and I out on a, um, we've been saying that we might actually um, end up, yeah, thinking about this place as a potential place to have a, a basin in the future. But certainly we know we are going to be coming back um, more often. Yeah. That's amazing. Also, there were so many. We're thinking about maybe having. Oh, no, no, no. This is, this is the classic digital nomad approach. You, you cannot give anything for certainty, right? Any, any words so that imply many. certainty. Mm-mm. I know. Fear of commitment to the place as a nomad. But. What I'm hearing is of all the places in the world, it is really up there as a potential place where you could see yourself more long-term than other places. And what makes it so, so Aura, your girlfriend has been posting just like the most amazing hiking pictures on Instagram every night. It's just like these sunsets, like in the clouds that look epic. Tell us about the beauty. And then I want to hop into the weekend trips. Right. Cool. Um, yeah. So how, how to describe it? You're You've got these these mountains kind of at your back, and um, then the city is kind of just formed alongside the um, just just the, the base of those mountains, and then you've got just these different sort of beaches out in front of you, um, and you've always got the sun setting over the ocean, over the over the beaches, and um, Cape Town then just kind of the whole city stretches across many different, um, I guess just like best word I can describe is geographical features like it goes around a mountain (laughs) it like stretches along different beaches it's got its alcoves it's got so wherever you're driving there's you never know when you're still in cape town or when you've already sort of entered another part of a maybe different town or a city um but there's there's just so much going on there right and within 30 minutes driving you're you're in a totally new place um because of the the location of it right at the south uh, southern point of africa on the one you've literally got both sides of the ocean there right that you can that you can get to probably i think within 30 to, to 45 minutes right and so that wow. also just gives you a, an incredible just view on on either side right you get to catch the sunrise over there and the sunset over on the other side um and then it's just about also being able to actually hike up these places um there's a lot of opportunities to hike around uh, with the with the mountains that are right right there around the city and yeah, it. I don't know. There's just something about the the sunsets <laughs> that happen here that is absolutely magical. And um, whether it's a, a clean sky, you've just got sun setting over the ocean, and then kind of like color, um, coloring the the mountains on the other side in, in that that golden golden hue, or you've got clouds in the sky, and then it just looks it looks fabulous. Like it's a it's a spectacular show. Anyway, I that I'm raving. Isn't... <laughs> that is amazing, and there's something really special about being, I don't know, there's something magical about the sunset places, right? Um, I know, you know, Playa del Carmen is one of my favorite places, but it's a sunrise beach, which I am never, very rarely awake for, right? (laughs) Nobody is. Whereas there's places that, I know, I go paddle boarding sometimes for it, but it's like, it's an effort. But there's other places where I've been in Costa Rica and Bali where, um, you know, I love, there's just something magical about having the, the sunset all the time. But you guys get sunrise and sunset, so that it sounds really epic. And yeah, if you haven't like Google some pictures of it, if you haven't, cause it just, it looks epic. And it almost reminds me a little bit of Los Angeles in a way where it's, um, I think it's even 
more intensely surrounded by the mountains in like a closer way, but the same, there's, there's very few places that have epic cities, like a city life that are also have the ocean and mountains. So I guess yeah. like Rio, Los Angeles and Cape town are probably the top three that I can think of. That's, that's it. Many people have been describing it to Rio. And then a few people actually also mentioned uh, San Francisco, I think kind of because of those, those like hills or, or mountains where like the, the clouds sort of roll over and then you're right, right by yeah. the beach as well. But I would say it is yeah. geographically way more stunning than than San Francisco and, and Los Angeles. Even. Yeah. So more like yeah. more like Rio in that sense, where you're just looking at it, and right. going, wow, how does this exist? Yeah, there's very few places in the world that have yeah the ocean, mountains, cloud, sunset, just beauty. Oh, yeah. But you talked a little bit about um, just being able to hike so much. I feel like I saw there was pictures of you guys surfing. Some other people in the chapter are like diving with uh, great white sharks and doing all these different activities. I, saw, I think someone posted they were like kayaking with whales. So uh, yeah, we um, did that just, yesterday. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I'm like, that feels like it was a year ago. That was yeah. yesterday. I can't keep track anymore. Um, where it's just, it seems like all of these bucket list things that you guys are, it's just a day in the life. One, and actually I'm just, can you first speak to that as a digital nomad? So for someone listening, I've, I've forgotten that it's it's so normal life to us now, but that is like not a normal work day for most. So yesterday, what's today's Wednesday? So that would have been, I think it's Wednesday, right? That would have been a Tuesday for you where your day is spent kayaking with with whales. Um, so talk about how that works for you guys. On the, like there's, there's a bunch of, there's 20 something of you guys living there. Um, so how does that work just like with your work day and the activities that you guys are all doing? just as a digital nomad kind of in general. And then why is that especially so amazing with this active lifestyle in Cape Town? Yeah, yeah. We're actually here with, with 25 people. So it's quite a quite a large oh my group. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you can imagine everybody's got different ideas of sort of different things that they want to do. They'll throw it in the, in the mix. And then, you, you know, you're, you're constantly, there, there's constantly something on the agenda, right? <laughs> um, which has been very busy, especially in the in the first few weeks of it. It kind of depends a little bit on when your time zones are. So if you're if you're coming from the states, then you might have more time in the mornings. Um, if you mm -hmm. have to work, for example, U.S. time zones. Um, if you're working in in Europe or European time zones, then you know norm, normal day for you in that sense. Um, but it, it starts differently for for everyone here. But to, just to give you paint a picture of maybe a few of the different lifestyles that you're you might be seeing. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, we've had people here waking up, you know, regularly, whether that's at um, seven o'clock hitting the hitting the yoga studio here, for example, which is, you know, classic thing that people kind of uh, seek out as they're here as well. Um, you've had other people kind of starting their day with with surfing. There was one person that literally drove 30 minutes across to the other side of the ocean um, to do a, a surfing session every every morning. And she absolutely wow. loved that. And so we did that. Last, just like, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. And then she would, you know, she'd do her session two hours, she'd get back in, a, in an Uber and Ubers are super cheap here, so you can get around really, really easily. And then she just drives back and she starts her, you know, actually quite slowly starts her day of work because really if you're coming from the US and you're working there, probably starting your day around 3 p.m., right? So it's kind of like a, in that case, your lifestyle is probably a little bit more about um, enjoying the mornings, going out, doing active yeah. things like, you know, we did now the kayaking, for example. Um, sometimes we do morning hikes. Um, you get back, you maybe have a have a brunch or a, or a lunch out in one of the different cafes. Um, yeah, and then you just you know either head back home, head to your co-working space, or, or head out to another cafe to um, to get just started with with work. So that's that's to give you a little bit of an idea of what that lifestyle looks like. And then you know just sort of sprinkling in uh, just about anything else that you want to do. Some of those things are more of these like day to day activities, such as again you know 
the, if you want, if you will, kayaking, surfing, yoga, um, hiking, those kind of things. And then there's these other things that you do a little bit more as a, as a one-off adventure or something that you add in, whether it's on a weekend or during the week as well. Um, so here in two days, I think the guys are going to go abseiling um, off of one of the, you know, the, the cliffs of that mountain, which sounds terrifying and, and amazing at the same time. Um, we took a trip down to another place where we jumped off. Uh, it was apparently the the world's highest bungee jumping bridge, and I was definitely not going to do it. And then everybody did, and then somebody somehow you did it. I, yeah, well, I wasn't going to. I got I, I got uh, I got pure. <laughs> I didn't know into you it. did it. Yeah, but me neither. Until I was kind of falling. Um, but it was, it's worth it. <laughs> what do you think? Are you glad you did it? I think it's one of those things that it's, you know, I always say it's the best thing I will never do again. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm glad I, I, I did it. It's, <laughs> it's whenever, <laughs> whenever something's challenging, you can always go, yeah, but remember you jumped off the bridge and then you go, okay, so maybe we're, we're going to be all right. It's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's the, it's, it's very, it's very like great lifestyle very you know accessible like all the, the cafes the restaurants um the uber like you're, you're you're it's so easy to get around and to do stuff and to be active and to have this 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 lifestyle of just being able to go out and explore and, and be curious about food everything right and then at the same time there's this other element to it which is this highly adventurous side to cave town and very few cities and, and just in general countries that i've been to in the world can offer both of those things in one place yeah right? That's what Cape Town has. That's such a good point. It feels like from what I can capture of it, it's such a magical mix of having all the perks of a city and food and cafes and Wi-Fi and all of that. Ubers, you know, the convenience mixed with Very all of this yeah. out, outdoors activity, beach, mountains, yeah, like bungee jumping, like hang gliding, you know, all of these things. It's really rare. And it's, I think, something that I found so special about nomad life is, um, well, I, I want to back like one step higher for a second. There's this thing that people will talk about where like you will be happiest in a certain either de- continent, country, destination, type of destination. And some of us are just so used to, it's like you grow up in a specific town or city and country. And so it's kind of all, you know, and it's like you, for, in my experience, it's like, all right, this is my level of happiness that I can experience in life or just the level of like the energy and, and the kind of state that I'll feel. And then you go to all these countries um, and sometimes I go to one and I'm like, I don't really relate to this place so much. And then you go to other places like, you know, Cape Town for you or, or Bali or wherever it is in the world. And you're just like, oh my gosh, life can be so much more amazing just because of the environment and the things around me and the things that I'm inspired to do. And so it's, it makes sense now why you're saying you and Ara might like choose it as a place that you'll maybe one day potentially in the future <laughs> settle down or at least spend yeah, more, more time there. there. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but just the fact that you're even considering it is, is so huge. So it's really neat. I just think as to have a remote job and income that allows you to try out all these different places. So, you, you know, somebody else might go to Cape Town and, and that's not their place. Maybe they love, you know, like Italy or some, you know, who knows, but it's so cool to be able to test out all of these different places and see which ones, like when you, when I hear you speak, it's like, there's a magic about it. And that's kind yeah. of the, to me, the beauty of nomad life. Yeah. hundred percent. And you, you hear so many people talking about that, right? There's, um, there's a component of people, especially when they start their journey, where they're like, I just want to travel. I want to see the whole world. I have to, you know, take yeah. off every country. But then over time, you hear it more and more often that people start to start to shift over to that thinking of, 
I really want to find, you know, my, my dream place, that, that place that I could yeah. imagine at some point in the future, <laughs> maybe potentially possibly. <laughs> and I think that's kind of, that's kind of where we are. As long as you keep on putting maybes in there, it's totally okay to talk about these things, about the idea of settling. <laughs> If you put any certainty in there, this conversation is over. Uh, really makes me laugh so much, but it is so true. Maybe you'll just spend more months there and still go elsewhere. But I do totally agree. The beginning of, yeah, the beginning of travel and nomad life. And I'm still a little bit in this. I feel like I'm just like getting on the brink of kind of being like, where do I want to spend a couple months in a long, yeah. like places I've been before, like Bali. Um but yeah, it's like at first you just explore everywhere and then you start to see like, I just really love this place and that place. But there are those few places in the world. I think Cape Town, Bali, some places in Mexico, some places in Europe that everyone is just, it's like those common places that almost like 95% of people say like, this could be my place, maybe possibly in the future. <laughs> but that's why we wanted to record. Um, Jeff and I actually did an episode on Prague saying like, it's totally not that place, but it's fun for a couple days. So just throughout this podcast, I think it's so fun for us to share with you like what we're experiencing and what those, where those places are in the world and what are some other kind of one-off places, but just to feel and hear like, before I started living nomad life, I, I just had no idea of this. I was like, I just want to go see the wonders of the world and the pretty places and the bucket list things. And it's become such a different journey. So it's really cool to hear um, just a reminder this conversation is, is bringing up. So you've talked a lot about um, being in Cape Town, living there. What are the weekend trips like? So just as kind of lay the land for someone listening, as digital nomads, um, our Wi-Fi tribe chapters that Diego's doing or just most people who travel will typically kind of pick a base and live in that place. And Monday through Friday or whatever your work days are, you kind of stay there and you have your home base. And then on the weekends, you kind of take some side trips. So what are some of the weekend trips that are like the popular ones to do from Cape Town? Yeah, cool. Let's see if I can just um, throw a few out there and I'm sure I'm going to be missing several of them as well, but hopefully have some of the main ones and then we can kind of dive into them just a little bit. But um, shark cage diving is a big thing. You just have to make sure that you're getting into the into the right season. Yeah, it's it's with great whites. So um, for, for people, that's quite a bucket list item. Um, then there's something called the garden route. Um, which is mm -hmm. basically a road trip that you would do. And there's all these little little towns along the coast that you would be sort of hitting up and staying staying for a while in each each of those. Um, and it really is recommended to take like a week or two on that one. So that's not just a weekend trip. That's a bit, bit longer um, trip, really. And at the end of that, you get to that bridge where you can do your bungee jumping thing. Um, so that's, that's, that's it's been a, a really, really beautiful trip to do. Of course, all, all the way along that coast. It's, it's also a lot about hiking. Um, so again, a very, just a very active kind of um, place, Cape Town, right? And then um, the most obvious one is a safari trip, right? And you can do that here in the Kruger National Park, which is a flight away, but it's really, you know, the big one, the famous one here that, that many people will do. Um, there's other safaris that you can do that are just a drive away. So there's different safari styles for different budgets. So you can, you know, you can definitely work with that as well. That's That's not a problem. Um, there's even one version, I think, where you go over to um, a corner of, of three different countries. I think it's over. Oh, actually, I, I have to check. I was wondering if that was Namibia. Um, but basically, another one of like those. Botswana, Namibia. Ah, that'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's meant to be a, a stunning one as well. Of course, also a flight away. 
Um, but yeah, in short, that's one of the, the big things that you're going to want to do here. And it's, it's obviously a huge part of that experience. And then national parks, again, hiking national parks here. Um, and for the wine connoisseurs or the, the enthusiasts, um, there's, there's a whole wine region around here too, which is a combination of just being obviously super you know, stunning and scenic. Um, but then there's this, this wine tram that takes you from one place to the next and you can do your tastings and obviously, you, you, you know, you get happier as the day goes on and you're, uh, you're in these wine. It, it's very cool. It's, it's just a really nice experience. And that's Stellenbosch. Is that the name of that place? Yeah, exactly. It's one of, one of the places that you can, that you can go to Stel- um, And that's one that I do, do really recommend a lot as well. Amazing. Yeah. So many things. And there's also, I feel like people do all um, the penguins like you can go to oh, right? yeah. but how, how far is that from you guys i completely forgot about that one yeah that's one of the ones that we did on the first weekend not far either um you basically drive all all the way along the coast and there's this this epic coastal road that actually is like carved into a cliff it's really 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 worth doing as well and you ultimately end up in something called a place called simon's town and yeah you just see the penguins right there right right in front of you um you know, heads up, if you come with huge expectations, they are very lazy. They don't actually do very much, um, but they are cute. And uh, Penguins are so cute. They are, yeah, they're adorable. And that's that's the other part just in general, right? It is, there's so much wildlife. The kind of stuff that you, you know, you expect mm. maybe one day you'll be able to see and you've seen it in National Geographic. It's here. It's, it's it just lives here. <laughs> it is right, all right there. there. What yeah. else? Peng- penguins, sharks, what else are we talking about? Uh, penguins, sharks, baboons, seals. Uh, we saw whales um, just two days ago, dolphins. Um, the baboons are a big deal. One, one of the Airbnbs that are we they built. in Cape Town? I didn't realize that. No one's they're, ever posting pictures of them. No, well, no, they're, they're more on the on those weekend trips that you do. So when we ah, went, okay. for example, in, in that Simon's Town trip and we did a hike there, um, there was a... <laughs> Luckily, it didn't happen to us. We did see some baboons there, but on a on a past trip that we did with with Wi-Fi Tribe, um, there were baboons that were kind of bullies. They stole one of one of our, <laughs> our friends' lunch and chased it down. It was it was quite terrifying for the for the guy. There's a video of that that I think made it pretty viral on, online. But yeah, that's a, it, it. Sounds it sounds funner than it is. I, I don't think I'd want to have to give up my lunch to a baboon. But yeah. Um, that's the, that's the kind of thing here. It's 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 amazing. And don't expect you know you're not going to be in the middle of the city in, in Cape Town and have baboons running around. That's definitely not the case. But <laughs> I um, wish. You, <laughs> yeah. um, no, but you you will come face to face with so much nature here. I never really I didn't really think about it like that. And then of course I know it's not right in Cape Town, but you've got all the the big animals on safari of yeah. um, nearby yeah. as well. So. All right. You've sold me on Cape Town. I'm coming. I actually told, we have a shared friend, um, Murray, who lived with us in Thailand. And he was, I think it was episode seven. I interviewed him. He's from South Africa. I've been telling him for like a year and a half. I was like, I'm going to come visit you there. And then of course, COVID happened and all of the things. And I'm, I'm still yet to go, but one day I will get to this magical place and I can't wait. But Anything else on just the general part? Actually, quickly, I want to ask you about like accommodations. What's the, the the pricing like? What are the places like? And then we'll move on to kind of what's happening COVID-wise right there. Oh, yeah. That actually brings up another topic as well, uh, season and weather. And yes, uh, we can kind point. of combine those. So there's a there's a, a high season here for sure. And it's um, their summer, which is kind of inverted from the European um, summer. So um, now we're actually entering that now in, um, over over you know Christmas and into the next year. 
Um, and it does get quite expensive. So you have to, you have to be aware that you're probably going to, you know, for private studio, you're probably going to be looking at about $2,000 um, on Airbnb, roughly from when we, when we had a look the other day um, around this period. So kind of like December or January, February is, is, is really very high season, right? If you can come before or after that, um, prices are definitely going to drop. So that's already going to help quite a bit. Um, but it's also the kind of place that I really do recommend to take on for a little bit more time, right? It's going to be expensive for mm. you to fly out here. Um, it is quite a hassle. It's a bigger flight as well. Um, and you're, you're not going to be like, you're, you're going to be here for four weeks and feel like you wish you would have stayed significantly longer, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you can easily do nice. two months here, easily, right? Um, just watch out with the, the visa requirements. Just make sure that you got that squared away. Um, in terms of the areas that you'll want to stay in, I do recommend uh, Greenpoint, which is where we're staying right now, or Seapoint. Those are both areas that are, there's definitely something going on there as well in terms of like small restaurants, cafes, um, shops, supermarkets, like all that stuff pretty close by. Um, but they're also, they're, they're nice areas, but they're also, you know, very uh, safe areas because everybody's got the private security. That kind of, you know, leads nicely into um, conversation around safety. That is definitely an issue here. Um, more so around just uh, theft and, and mugging, if you want. So I've heard less about very violent crime. Um, but, you know, the, the classic stuff, you do have to definitely watch out here. Walking around alone at night is not, it's definitely not a, not a good idea. Um, the classic stuff, right? Just just keep, keep an eye out for things. Um, but if I was to rank Cape Town against, you know, all of these other places that I've been to and, and traveled over the last, um, last five years, I would say that Cape Town is one of the less safe um, destinations there, right? A place where you have to look out a little bit more, right? I'm so glad you brought that up. It's such a, I, I forgot to even ask about it because it's just something I've, I've known about it there. But yeah, I know a lot yeah. of people always say it's like at night, you just, you take an Uber, you just don't exactly. walk. And that can feel a little limiting in ways. So it's something that's good to be mindful of, but it's also good to hear you just speak to the reality of it of, you know, yeah, it's like you could have things stolen. You just, you know, stay out in the daytime, do certain things. And it, it is the reality of travel in different places, but you guys have found it to be just like, if you're kind of doing the things you should be, it's, you've, you've all been good and, and safe there. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have had, uh, two, I think it's been two, two phones that have been stolen, two or three phones that have been mm-hmm. stolen. So um, okay. I think most of them were pickpocketed. One of them was snatched on, on the road as somebody was driving by. So, and that doesn't happen often, by the way. Right. So this has happened maybe, I don't know, on the, on the 45 trips that I've done like this, um, a handful of times, probably on three or four trips where, where something like that would have happened. So that just gives you an idea of kind of, how to how more to scale often there definitely yeah. more often oh, here that's interesting. Yeah. reminds me of, of rio in that way yeah i was literally just about to about <laughs> to say that because <laughs> great mind day eh? um yeah rio is is interesting because i i would have probably i would say that rio is a little bit more of a uh, a little bit more violent right and unpredictable right? right you don't know where is a safe area and where isn't and you don't know what is going to happen if you do have uh, a bad encounter um, because it can it can get more violent there. Just you know, the cases have been more violent. Right um, here in Cape Town, it feels more like somebody just wants money, right? Somebody right. just wants your belongings or something that right. that you have on you. They're not they're not like going to default to to harming you, right? right. Um, which is a is a major major difference if you think about it that way. And the other thing is, you know, kind of where you you, you feel a little bit safer and where maybe right not, right. The one sense. limiting thing maybe I've realized here is. 
um, we wanted to just, just my girlfriend and I were thinking about hiking a little bit more. And then we would drive the car out to these cool places. And then we would see these signs at the start of the trail that says, you know, caution, enter at your own risk. Um, and then it gives you a bunch of advice there. One of them being like, ideally come in with four people just so that you feel more safe as you're doing the hikes. Mm, that is a, that's something really to think about because you get a lot of value out of, like, that's a big part of Cape Town, right? right. To be able to do those kind of things. So it's either about, you know, making friends locally or coming in with a small group of friends, at least so that you can, you can get the most out of that experience and yeah. not feel like you're limiting yourself for, for yeah. safety reasons. Such a, such good insight. Thank you for sharing that all. And um, I'm happy you're talking about it because on this podcast, I think we always want to share the good, the bad, the truth, the ugly, the wonderful, the harmful, you know, all of the, the risks and realities of, of travel and nomad life. And so I would just say, you know, if you're someone who hasn't started living this yet, um, you know, maybe go to one of the, the quote, everywhere has unsafe parts in life, you know, wherever you're for from sure. even, you know, but there are places that are you know, a little bit just safer, easier, just fewer things you have to think about in this way. So you can always start elsewhere and then work your way up to something like this. But I think with everything, you know, as I'm hearing too, it's like, okay, if you're going to go hiking, make sure you have a group. Don't walk alone at night, you know, make sure your phone, I know people always say in Columbia, it's like, you literally just cannot walk with your phone out. You just kind of keep it in your bag or your pocket yeah. or wherever or someone yeah. will snatch it. Right. So um, with every place you just kind of learn, you know, there's other places in the world that you could walk, like leave your phone on sitting out and like no one will touch it. Right. But it really is just kind of knowing your surroundings and what is you can and can't do and, and where. So thank you for sharing all of that. I, I completely forgot to ask about that. So that is awesome. And then lastly, before COVID, um, so you mentioned the prices, which I think is always super helpful to know and great insider tip on, you know, the, the main summer months and peak season. Um, what are accommodations like there? Are people living in houses, apartments, buildings? What's kind of the scene? Oh, yeah. I, I think you can get um, all, all sorts of typical Airbnb rentals. Airbnb has, has done pretty well here. A lot of people have adopted that and and set up their own version of it, um, as in have their houses on Airbnb. So, yeah, you can get apartments right on the beach. Um, there's quite a bit of that as well. And it really there just depends on which area you're going to be in. There's bigger houses, bigger villas that you can get as well. We've got some of that for for the group of people that we're with here now. Um, but that obviously is only something that's going to make financial sense if, you, if you've if you got a bunch of friends coming along. If you do have that kind of setup, I really do recommend it because I think you're just going to get a, a, an even better experience out of it because the they they have very cool. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very cool Airbnbs here, um, no doubt. The one thing I would say is probably I probably wouldn't stay in the uh, it's called the CBD, the central business district. Um, that that area in general is both a little bit less safe. And it's also um, it's just where, you know it's a central business district. It's, it's where everything kind of happens work wise. There are a bunch of restaurants and cafes there for sure, but you kind of have that lifestyle spread out across the city and you can always access it. I think you'll be happier um, being a little bit more outside of all of that. Um, and yeah, choosing again, either uh, Greenpoint or, or C point. Amazing tips. Now, you know, guys. Okay. So switching gears a tiny bit. So we know all the lovely reasons why we should all visit Cape town um, let's talk for a second. So traveling these days, we do have the realities of COVID and God, I think it was about a week ago, everything started to really blow up in the news and the media about the new variant in Cape Town is, is where everybody's talking about. So can you talk about what it's like to have been there on the ground as this has started happening and maybe, um, yeah, just 
personal stories for you guys and also the kind of differences you were seeing in the media versus what was really going on there. Sure. I feel like uh, you guys are in for a bit of a <laughs> a drama story here because I, I feel like, well, I, I think um, all the stuff that happened here with, with COVID in South Africa almost seems like this weird kind of drama on a global political scale. And it, it is, it is strange. It's certainly been strange to be right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, at kind of like the, the, the epicenter of a, uh, you know, a new, a new variant and this new spread, but yeah. So let me, uh, ooh, where do we start? So it was about, I think about two weeks ago now that that's kind of kicked off. And at first just a, a few cases. And then obviously what happened is, um, South Africa was the, so somebody from South Africa was a person that basically said, Hey guys, we've got a new variant, right. And alerted, um, all of the other countries. And so as a reaction to that, um, the other countries kind of went, Oh, whoa, 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 you found it. It's, you know, you're, it's, you guys, right. It's, <laughs> it's coming from there and it's, and we, you know, and then every, everyone or all the other countries just started to lock down on, um, on South Africa that, and I'm telling you kind of, this is the, you can see that there's a, <laughs> almost a bit of hurt <laughs> as I'm telling this, it is because I am kind of channeling the, um, I guess the emotions that, that people from Cape Town had, um, as, as this was happening. Right. Um, and you know, later on, we all realized that the, this, this variant has already been around a lot. Um, and in fact, there's no, currently there's no consensus as to whether it even started here. Yeah. However, that doesn't um, take away from the fact that we do have big, uh, yeah, just a big spike in cases here. We had, I think we were going, I just had the numbers up in front of me here. Um, on the 22nd of November, there were 312 new cases. On the 23rd of November, we had 18,600 new oh cases. Oh my gosh. I can't even It's crazy. Nuts. It's nuts. Wow. absolutely mind-blowing from one day to the next um it just exploded and if you, you you know i i encourage you to just look at the graph and see what the what the heck happened there and it's obviously still trending up a lot in short the story is probably the the new new variant was uh was discovered and media was alerted um people you know had still been going out over the over the weekend everybody's out at bars um come monday everyone's kind of aware of the new variant um, starts to take their tests is kind of wondering, oh, have I exposed myself? And Tuesday, you've got this insane number of, of people that have come back positive, right? So obviously, the new variant would have already been going around a little bit. Right. Um, so what you're seeing here is, is the effect of several days of it kind of piling up and everybody just kind of testing out of, out of fear, if you will. Um, but that doesn't take away from the fact that uh, what's basically happening is everybody thinks that they are immune because of the vaccines, because they've mm. had it before. You know, in fact, um, yeah, we have a person here who had the double vaccine, the Pfizer, had the Pfizer booster on top, has had COVID before. And uh, that person was the first person to come back um, <laughs> positive. And oh that's when we found out about it sort of in, within within our own group. Right. So right. this is exactly what's happening on a larger scale here in, in Cape Town. And it's going to be happening around the world literally within the next weeks and, and months. You, well, we're going to see this everywhere. There's no doubt about that because people are going out into bars and, and public places. No one's wearing masks and, and everyone feels this false sense of, uh, of security and immunity. Um, and this variant just seems to kind of ignore that, right? Um, so yeah, just keep an eye out on that. Um, but that's kind of to give you some context of what's, what's happening over here um, in terms of how that's affecting flights and everything. So as the first thing is that uh, most of the country started to ban flights out of South Africa or make it incredibly difficult for people to exit. So have really, or, or to enter the, their countries from South Africa. So to have really strict, you know, quarantines, I don't know, a hotel for four, for 14 days that, you know, costs a fortune um, or all sorts of other 
hoops that you have to jump through. And now there's talks about them easing that up as they're starting to see that um, the variant actually, you know, is is in many other countries too, right? So that's kind of where it's at. We're, we're sitting still. We, you know, flights for several of our, our friends got canceled. Other friends did manage to head out um, back home in time for Christmas already. I'm still waiting to, to see uh, mm. any year back. Yeah, I have a flight technically to, to get home for Christmas in, in a week and a bit. Um, I don't, I'm not confident that that's going to happen. I have a feeling that that's going to get canceled as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, Christmas in South Africa, <laughs> I could imagine worse things. So that's... Um, yeah, it's hard. I was talking to our friend Leah as well. And um, so for those listening, she lives in, uh, in Buffalo, New York, but the closest airport for her is Canada. And so, you know, she's not allowed into Canada now, so she can't you know, trying to find different flights. So I just think it's, it's so important, you know, if you are choosing to travel, you know, whether it's this week, next month, you know, we don't know how, how long COVID will continue to be around and impact us in this way, but it's really helpful to hear that, you know, you really can be in a country and your flight might get canceled. You might not be able to leave. And you, um, you know, one, we, we did a whole episode on talking about the logistics of it and, you know, being a mindful traveler in the community that you're going to and getting tested and making, you know, staying away from other people if if you think you might have it, all of the things. But there is such reality, like you're saying, of you might have to quarantine in this country where you're not from. You might not be able to get home for Christmas when you want to and not to scare you away from traveling. But um, it is, yeah, thanks for sharing that, Diego, because it, it is the reality for uh, what's going on in the world these days. It is, it is. But it's also not something that you, you know, that needs to hold you back. It's no. uh, it's something that you, we can definitely work around and, and get around at the end of the day. You know, every, everybody here is is happy that they are able to travel. And one of the ways that we kind of just look at traveling right now is, um, you know, there's there will there are people that are going to say, hey, uh, I can't believe that you're traveling. There's yeah. COVID out there, right? And the reality is that there is COVID out there and there's COVID over here and there's COVID everywhere, <laughs> frankly, except for New Zealand, because I don't know what they've done. Um, and so unless you live in New Zealand, um, traveling, actually, it's just a question of how conscious are you? How, yeah. you know, how much are you taking care of both yourself and others around you? Um, and it's a question of what lifestyle you choose to live, um, whether you are at home or you are in a different country, right? It just boils down to how, how cautious you are about those things. Now, the one thing that is going to be different from place to place is um, things like local regulations and, uh, you know, how, how lockdown might affect, um, might affect you and your, and your lifestyle, right? But if that desire to be in a different place, um, the desire to travel is something that, you know, is, is it just, you know, it's just more important to you than, than the potential risk of a, of maybe a slightly tighter lockdown over here, or, you know, a slightly, you know, more challenging um, situation where you have to figure out logistics over there, then honestly, it, it, you don't really have to worry about that. It's just something that you can work around. Yeah. And for us, I guess that's certainly the case. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I remember even thinking back to over a year ago, Diego, you know, you went back home to Germany. I went back home to the U S and there was a time where, you know, hardly everybody was just staying either wherever they were, they went home. And then there was the time when people, you know, everyone kind of started at different times being okay with or wanting to travel again. And I remember some of the conversations we and, and just our friends had is at some point it just kind of became a way of life and it was a risk, whether you're home or elsewhere. And again, of course, to be mindful of the communities that you're, you're going to and healthcare and, you know, what people have access to around the world and, potential harm you could cause. But with all of that, as if you're just looking at your own personal risk, I remember coming to a point where I say, you know, I'm either going to 
have no quality of life locking myself in my home, or I'm going to get it here, or I'm going to get it in Mexico, or I'm going to get it in Europe, or wherever I am, or maybe I'm not. And again, I chose to get vaccinated, and everybody does. But um, yeah, it just kind of becomes like a personal question of like, what's your quality of life? And what do you what do you still want to do in the world? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I always think about that too. There's, there's, um, we'll have to do an episode on this at some point. Um, I sent you, I, I started posting things on TikTok not long ago and there was this one, um, <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I posted a video of going to this, um, wedding with the taxi driver in Egypt and it went crazy viral because so many people were arguing. They're like, I can't believe you would talk to a stranger. It's not safe. It's not this. How could you go somewhere? Like, I can't believe you're not dead and murdered and on and on and on. And then the other half of the people were like, but you've got to live. It's just as dangerous in your own town. And it's sort of the same analogy here and and just with travel in general. It's like you could get sick or hurt or have your phone stolen in your hometown or wherever you are. So it's like if you feel like you want to grow as a person or travel is not right for everybody. If But if travel calls to you, it's like sometimes you you take a risk to live. And, um, you know, that quality of life is important to you than... Yeah, I don't know. All good things to consider. But any other thoughts on just um, COVID, what's happening there, traveling, or last thoughts on on Cape Town or anything else in South Africa? Well, I mean, just if you've been wondering uh, why I'm sounding a little bit funny, I today, know it's like over. I feel like over the COVID. call. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it's been getting worse and worse. I really do think so. <laughs> well, yeah. thanks, thanks, Marissa. I'm not worried at all now. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, um, it just sounds no, like you have more of a cold, like in your voice. <laughs> Let's, 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 uh, yeah, let's hope it's just that. No, I've, I've come back triple negative now. Just had a test again today. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's part of that as well. They're very gentle with their tests here. So <laughs> That's um, good. That, that is definitely a, a big plus on, uh, on South Africa. Um, <laughs> the gentle yeah, COVID no, test. <laughs> a gentle COVID. That's a, that's a big deal, Marissa, because at the rate at which we're doing COVID tests these days, True. Um, uh, you can't always have them like tickle your brain. It's just no. Oh, it's painful. You can uh, only have that yeah, go into yeah. your brain so many times a year. So if you need a break, just come over here. Um, <laughs> they'll be really nice to you. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't know if if there's anything else I can. I oh, I always talk about coffee, right? So I feel like I should at least have to. mention like coffee. You have to. So <laughs> people people love the cafe scene here. And I will say the cafe scene is great. You've got very creative cafes. You've got, um, yeah, the, again, prices on food and drinks and all that it are very reasonable. So it's very easy to, to afford that as well. Um, and there's a lot of them and they're all very laptop friendly. So all of those boxes are, are checked. However, the coffee snob in me, uh, and this is coming straight from Romania where I had some of the best coffee <laughs> I've had so far traveling. Still shocking, um, I would say, which is mind blowing. Yeah, of of all things, right? <laughs> um, that was totally unexpected in Romania. But yeah, anyway, um, definitely give give credit where credit is due. Um, so I, I think that there's, you know, you could either say, well, it's it's a flavor profile because um, there's certainly more working a lot more with African beans, but they also bring beans in. Um, but yeah, there's just I would say that the roast is a little bit darker, so that's not so much my um, my ta- my taste because it just tastes a little bit more burnt. And I'm a big fan of the the Latin American um, types of beans and lighter roast. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure that that's also gonna gonna change over time as well. They, they you know there might be a few more hipster cafes coming in and, and trying out a slightly different <laughs> version. But I will say, people, there are people that also really enjoy the, the coffee here for sure. Um, so I, I don't think that I am qualified to, to pass that judgment. It's just not my, my direction. I think that yours. was very politically correct. 
But that was uh, yeah. very well said. And maybe when they get your type of coffee, it's going to go from like a maybe possibly one day in the Definitely. future, I could maybe settle to like two less maybes. <laughs> You'll yeah. be more likely. I was about to, to say, probably going to knock off one maybe, but I won't go crazy with two maybes. <laughs> but so funny. The other thing I realized you didn't talk about, have you been ATVing since you've, you're talking about the activities <laughs> on the page? I was like, I don't think I've heard you say anything about that. No, no, you know, I, I don't think I've seen any, any ATVs around here um I, I think that you know kayaking with and the whole like shark diving and and whales and uh bungee jumping that kind of like put all that together and you have the adrenaline that you would get from an atv um so that that's kind of taken up that that spot all I right think. fine <laughs> fair still active enough still active uh, amazing Diego. well thank you so much for sharing all of the joys of cape town all of the you know potential safety issues as well and what it's been like to be on the ground during that time and just things to consider. And maybe we'll be talking to you one day when you're maybe possibly permanently there in the future. And if not, we know you'll be, you'll be in and out of there for sure. And if not, you'll find me there. there. (laughs) One day I will get there with you as well. Well guys, for anyone listening, yes. Absolutely. Um, respond, comment, let us know if there's any other places you want to hear about. We love to share these details or any questions you have about Nomad Life. If you're interested in getting a remote job, uh, got lots of resources, but check out the one I want to share today is beachcommute.com slash 91. It'll give you 91 jobs, people in our digital nomad community of like the actual job titles that they're doing. It's a fun one. And other than that, Diego, thanks so much. And we'll see you guys soon. Oh, 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 oh,